Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. This afternoon, we ask for your mighty visitation upon our lives. We ask that your word will transform us, cause us to graduate to the next level of serving you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your predetermined impartation on our lives, on our hearts, on the tablet of our hearts and spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. Please do have your seats. Are you happy to be here? Amen. Um, This is a meeting that we should be having quite often to strengthen our service of God to build in us an unflinching desire to go deeper in God's service. Whether you believe it or not, sooner than later, nothing else matters. And um, it's a painful truth and reality that we often ignore. But when you stand on the threshold of life or death, you'll see that in that particular moment, you will not be thinking of how many accounts you have, the money in the bank, the car in your parking lot. In that moment, you will behold a scene And a different world will open to you. 
that is why some people at the point of death look frightened if you've been a nurse before and then some people at the point of death are happy it's it's what you are seeing on the other side yes so there are some cadavers at funerals that someone will say she looks so peaceful you know it's the last thing you are seeing as you are exiting this life so sooner than later nothing matters not your money not your beauty you know some of you are deceived by beauty you should see how you look in death you see that your skin is not skinning you know few months ago i was at a funeral in a city in ghana a funeral of somebody very important to me and as she laid in the coffin and they opened the coffin and we filed by it i remember it was time to close the casket and um how do they call them? The people who attend to, there's a name for them. No, the ones who take care of the cadavers. The multi, no, the ones who design it, like dress them up. You don't have them here. Oh, those are the ones you, you oh, no. Oh, so, polio. <laughs> And Ghana is somebody's business. Yes. They are paid to do the makeup, to dress your, um, your cadaver. Oh, okay. Here, where I come from is a real business. Yeah, so the whole time the, the person is at the funeral with you. That's because we keep the... Uh, okay, I understand why. Okay, yeah. I understand why. You from the mortuary straight to burial you don't waste time okay so we we keep them overnight uh, why are those people like that they just from straight to end up end up you see even they are in a hurry to get rid of you <laughs> no viewing oh okay so where I come from, yeah, they don't know who they are buried. It's a real business, somebody's business. Yes, they are paid serious money, you know, serious money. If you are charged, sometimes you can be charged as, as much as 300,000. Yes, it's somebody's business. So they dress and they constantly are checking the temperature, you know, if there are changes, because we have the sun anyway, so... Um, all that was done from the night then in fact they even changed clothes yes as it's lying in state yes they are yes for the cadaver you know yeah so it's somebody's real business yeah so wondrous <laughs> we are very elaborate people we, we are world cup every even in burial we are world cup level <laughs> So it was time to finally close the casket. And uh, 
I was in there with her son, her sons, and uh, siblings and all. And so they parted, they, they closed the curtain like this. And so this lady was trying to close the casket. And I think um, the dead person was quite elevated, so it wasn't closing. So she tried to use her fist to push the body down so that the casket would close. And we were watching. And this is somebody you know who at that moment is unresponsive, is, is not moving. And they use more than that force. So she was very uncomfortable. She was conscious of the fact that her sons are here. Her family are here. So an elderly man just told all of us to excuse. Yes. Because if we are not there, she can even slam the, the covering to just get her. Because at that state, is, is it you who is a novice? What are you doing? But this person has handled how many cadavers? A thousand? A hundred plus? Two hundred plus? You know? And knows by, as, by means of experience that this body is useless at that point. I'm teaching already. You soon know what I'm teaching. But I'm teaching. And so we gave her, and within five minutes, oh, the body was subdued down. And we came back. You know, to pick it. But it, 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 my heart, my heart smote me because you, you can just tell what, what she has to do to get her to go inside properly for the coffin to be covered. Now, if that's your mother or your father or somebody or sibling, you will, at that moment, you will see the futility of life. You know? Maybe if he's a brother, he used to fight and he gives you heavy punch. Now he's lying there and somebody is breaking. Sometimes they even have to break your arm. They have to break something. What I'm saying to you is that in a little while, it wouldn't matter even your academic qualifications. So, Serving God stands still as the most important thing in this life. Because whereas you will not live this life with anything, there is still a God waiting for you. None of us is going before God to submit our academic papers. Baba, uh, when I came to uh, Kenya, this is my... uh, degree in aeronautical engineering. This is my degree in mechanical. Uh, I brought it back home, you know. Even if they put it in your casket, you won't be able to carry it where you're going. But blessed are they that die in the Lord. Their works. Their works. Their works. Do follow after them. So, your degree is not going, your profession is not going, but your works that they may rest from their labors. Are you here? 
And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, write, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the spirit that they may rest from their labor. So, are you laboring? Are you laboring? Some people's labor will not follow them. We are not talking of the labor of a banker, the labor of a chef, the labor of a a pilot. It won't follow you. Even if they bury you in an aeroplane looking coffin, what choose it? The termites. The termites. Where I come from, they bury you in different coffins. Yes, one woman died. She was buried in a sulfuria. A sulfuria looking <laughs> coffin. <laughs> yes, another died. Another woman died and she was buried in a penis looking coffin. And all those are messages, by the way. Yes, like they are telling you that while she lived, she laughed penis. Yes, while she lived, she was either, uh, she, she, she was a rose cocoa, madam. Yes, so they bury them in things that identify with the lifestyle they live. Some people, I, 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 I have I've practically seen somebody, I'm, I'm talking of like physically, he was buried in a, a beer bottle-like coffin. Yes, he loved drinking Beer, so they, his coffin was made to look like a beer coffin. Yes, <laughs> my spiritual father, um, Dr. Shadrach, the father was uh, a king. So, when his father passed on, and um, I was at a funeral, uh, at one time his father was laid in state, so he was a king. I'm talking of royalty, so he was laid. Then at another instance, that's why I'm, I'm, I was asking for that. It's a, it's a full-time job. The dressers had put the king, he was standing with his gun, you know. That's how he was. So for a certain duration of the funeral, he was dressed like a warrior with a gun standing, dead but standing. Yes, this is somebody's coffin. Yes, it's a real coffin. Yes, it's a coffin. And it's not made of metal. It's made of wood. It's sprayed, it's sprayed uh, silverish, I believe. Yes. And they'll lower it into the grave. you see that even the sulfuria won't follow you. Yes. Yeah. you see that your beauty, if they put you in a sulfuria, where is your beauty? I don't know if you're listening to me. Yes. And don't take these teachings like, oh, he's just saying something. That is the reality. That's the fact of life. Do you understand? That these things will not follow you. That is why your labor, you have to choose in what you are laboring. Yes. You have to choose. What are you laboring in? What are you laboring for? It won't follow you. The labor that follow you is the labor in the vineyard. 
that they may rest from their labors. Again, notice he's talking about people who are serving because they die in the Lord from henceforth. Are you following? And he says, and their works do follow them. Their works, if you're a doctor, your stethoscope will not follow you. Yeah, it won't follow you. If you're a mechanic, your spanner or your whatever will not follow you. Your toolbox will not go. If you're a pharmacist, your drugs will not follow you. You get the point now? Yes. So it is those who are laboring, they will rest from their labors and their works do follow them. That is why it is very imperative that while you serve as an usher, you serve as um, um, uh, uh, a choir member, all right? In fact, the choir is, we should give you, choose, choose between these names and let me know which one you like. Daffodils, Chrysanthemum, and um, Tulips. Yes. Choose one. Yes. Choir, go and vote. Secret ballot. All right. Chrysanthemum. Daffodils. Huh? <laughs> so we stop calling you um, the choir. I will say the daffodils or the chrysanthemum. All right. <laughs> or the tulips. Yes. Help us welcome the tulips or daffodils. Yes. <laughs> Choose one and let me know. I, 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 I sat there and I figured, you know, Tobias finds it difficult calling them. You know, the choir. No, we want to call you either the daffodils, the chrysanthemums, or the tulips. Yes. Okay, so think about it. <laughs> Careful. Yes. All are names of flowers. Yes, all are names of flowers. <laughs> The spelling is a problem. The chrysanthemum. C-H-R-Y C-H-R-Y-S-A-N Chrysanthemum T-H-E-M-U-M Chrysanthemum Daffodils D-A-F-O-D-I-L Yeah. Benson is shocking that I can spell. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can't believe that I can spell. <laughs> I don't know what kind of a pastor he thinks I am. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tobias has to practice, eh? <laughs> Has to practice. <laughs> Careful. Yes, they are the names of beautiful flowers. 
Isn't it? Yes. We want to have a beautiful choir. So they must have a beautiful names as well. And then they must be a true reflection of the names we give them. If they, we call them tulips, they must be real tulips. <laughs> if we call them chrysanthemum, they must be chrysanthemums. Nice ones. You know? Yeah. careful but Tobias will rehearse so there's no problem yes (laughs) you know if they call you Brenda you are one of the most difficult people to deal with Because the name means sword. Yes. On a sword. Yes, it means sword. Yes. It means sword and then it means another thing. Also still no is it flames of fire or flames or something? Uh, if she's not burning you, she'll be cutting you. <laughs> and the person may even look so innocent. You know, but the name. Yeah, so names are important. Anyway, mimi najua. Some of your behavior doesn't surprise me. Onana, <laughs> your what? A friend. Yes. <laughs> so careful if you are called Akini. <laughs> now I'm getting into trouble. <laughs> Careful. Let me not land into trouble. So, anyway, they'll let us know which one they want. You understand? Blade of the, blade of the sword of flaming. So, the, the sword can have flames. Or it can be without flames. You choose which one. <laughs> uh, no, I cannot say I didn't mention your name. <laughs> you see, so uh, that was by the way, so you, you let me know later. So I saw, yeah, so uh, back to the scriptures. Um, so it's imperative that while we live, we labor okay we labor and i'm talking about labor with eternity in mind do you understand labor with eternity as your focus because nothing from your secular life will follow you nothing it is, it is interesting that the judgment, the Bible didn't say, oh, you go and give account of your profession. This is, you go and give account of uh, a doctor, the account of a lawyer, the account of, of, of um, 
a pharmacist. Do you get it? The account of a chef. I mean, it's not there. The account is going to be what we did in his body. So, we must begin to think deeply. How do I labor and my works follow me? And it is so easy to be deceived that just because you sing in the choir, Yako, Ama Levoliako Ikosawa, Omefika. Do you get it? I dance in the dancing stars. It's enough. Who told you we are going for dancing competition in heaven? Who told you? In fact, when we go to heaven, you, you, are, not a, you are not going to sing. God already has a permanent resident choir. As you are singing here, they, are, they have been singing ever since. Are you going to replace them? <laughs> are you going to replace the angels that are attending to celestial things? He said, I've come to join Heaven's Choir. I mean, the Heaven's Choir, no, no, you don't qualify. Do you understand? You don't qualify. You get it? You don't even qualify to join Heaven's Ashes. Okay? And if for if anything at all, we only know of David dancing. Do you understand? And we don't know of dancing angels. And we don't know of God's interest in dancing. We don't know of that. (laughs) Oh, man. You get it? So, there's something. So, what I, okay, what I want to teach you, the preamble of which I'm uh, talking to you about, is how to move beyond being a taster to become a partaker. Yes, because it's easy for you to be so deceived by a little role you play in church. Do you understand? For what am I talking about? As I'm teaching on fruitfulness, many of you in the basantes are deceived to think it does not concern you. But I want a church where you know that as a Basanta member, I must be a fruitful Basanta member. No, you don't, even though you said it, man, you don't believe it. You must believe in your heart. By the way, some people are here, I don't know which Basanta they belong to. <laughs> they have been invited. <laughs> I should have put a disclaimer proper. If, uh, the people who should have been invited are people of a certain group who should not be invited. But I forgot the disclaimer. You understand? Remind me next time of a proper disclaimer. <laughs> you get the point. I don't want to sit them around this, this, this department at all. Anyway. <laughs> so, you must become a fruitful choir member. 
You see, otherwise, what it means is that we've come to church and the pastor is teaching on fruitfulness, but the message is not for you, it's for the person who is not in the choir. You are in the choir. See, see your Mimi, it's not me. You know, I'm a dancing star. So the message is not for me. It's for the guy who is not in the dancing star. But the message and the teaching is for everybody who calls himself a believer. So you cannot remain. uh, If you're just, listen to me, if you're just a member of the basanta or a member of the choir, a member of the dancing stars, uh, an usher, or film stars, all right? You are nothing else but a taster. Yes. And as I teach you, you understand, ah, yeah, yeah, what he's saying is actually right. So, there is a big difference between tasting and partaking of something. Yes. Kuonja. Kuonja is tasting. Kuonja. Do you understand? There's a big difference between what? Tasting and partaking. That is why girls, when the boys tells you or they tell you, I want to taste you, they are insulting you. Do you understand? Yes. When the boys tell you they want to taste you, they are insulting you because there is a difference between tasting and partaking. Do you understand? Yeah, there's a difference. So, what does God require of us? He requires us to be partakers. He wants you to be a partaker of his purpose and of what he's doing in this world. He wants you to be a partaker, not a taster. So, um, let me define taste. To taste is to nibble. Do you know what it means to nibble? You nibble. When you were a baby, you nibbled at your mother's breast. You nibbled. Alright? To taste means to nibble at it or to try it on your tongue. So when you are tasting something, it's only here at the tip of the tongue. Like if you're cooking, right? If you're, there's a difference between cooking and tasting. Yes. And like when you're cooking, you are not eating what you're cooking. Only hungry women do that. They can't wait. The meat, they finish half the meat. As they are cooking. In, right in the kitchen. Yeah, but ideally, you are just supposed to be tasted. Do you understand? That's not the, re, the main meal. No. You are just tasting so that you know you are on the right track. Because you can't cook accurately without the ability to taste. Yes, that's why some of you after cooking, you see that chumvini, mingi. You get a point now. Pilipilini. Eh? Mingi, eh? because you, you are not tasting. You get a point now. So it is to nibble at or to uh, just have it at the tongue. 
you see so a lot of what you're doing you think you are tasting and you soon know what you are tasting you are nibbling at a lot of you are tasters because you you do not want to become partakers do you get it you are at the you are the kind who goes to the beach and you don't swim you just put your leg in the water you feel in the water meanwhile you like i i i went to a certain country and i was put up in a five star hotel just by the beach and i left there and i never swam yes and i i i sat by the beach severally you know and the reason is because my purpose was my purpose of being there was different i was there for prayer so i I was practically praying. So, I mean, imagine my host comes and where is the guy? He's inside the sea. <laughs> when he should be praying, he's, we put him in the hotel and all he's doing is swimming all day long. You know? <laughs> so, I, I spent time by the sea, but I was never swimming. You get it? So at that moment, I was just at the uh, shoreline, you know. Um, even if praying, the water may come by. But I was, not, I was not there to swim. You get the point? Yeah, some people swam in Accra. <laughs> yes, there, some people swam in Accra. <laughs> and they went and ate a lot of kebab by the beach. They were not tasting, they were partaking. <laughs> and some people were eating and some people were swimming. Hey, it was wonderful. Yeah, so a lot of us are here because, listen, we are not fighting. All right, we thank God that you are here. Did you get it? We are not fighting. But there is a higher purpose to your presence. You know, in the choir, your presence, in the dancing stars, your presence as an usher. I'm telling you, there is a higher purpose. Do you understand? So, God wants you to move beyond being a taster. Yes. To becoming a partaker. Do you get it? And it is important that you see, there's a danger in being a, part, a, a taster and not a partaker. One day, uh, in maybe you should take me to this scripture, First Samuel 14, verse 27 to 29. Let's go there. So, King Saul cursed anyone... Um, as pertaining to this story, that will eat on a particular day. Because they were in a battle and it wasn't time for food. So he said that day nobody should eat food. But at the time he placed the curse, his son Jonathan was not there. So verse 27, the Bible says, but Jonathan had not when his father charged the people 
with the oath. Wherefore, he put forth the end of the rod that was in his hand and dipped it in an honeycomb. He was hungry. And his father says, anybody that eats today, you are cursed. Then he, not being there and not hearing what his father said, came across honey. So he dipped his rod in it and put his hand to his mouth. So that's the biblical way of saying that he tasted the honey. He put his hand to his mouth. You know, like he just, you know, if you scoop jam, how you put it to your mouth or honey. Okay. And his eyes were enlightened. So because they had gone days without food, when he ate the honey, his eyes just opened. They were enlightened. Verse 28. Then answered one of the people and said, Thy father straightly charged the people with an oath, saying, Cursed be the man that eateth any food this day. <laughs> if anybody eats food today, he's cursed. <laughs> I don't know. Some of you, you wouldn't mind the curse. <laughs> I said, Some of you, we know you wouldn't mind the curse. Yeah, some of you will say, if I have to get cursed because of food, so be it. I, uh, I, but the people take what he says seriously. Cursed be the man that eateth any food this day. And the people went faint. That is, the people were famished. They were tired. Yes, they were tired. 29. Then said Jonathan, my father hath troubled the land. See, I pray you how mine eyes have been enlightened because, you see now, I tasted a little of this honey. Now, that is tasting. Do you see? And his eyes were enlightened. So, tasting doesn't give you even a deeper experience. He, he just felt a little enlightenment in his eyes. Now imagine if he had eaten the honey. So some of you, there are things you can experience, deeper things you can experience in God and laboring and serving, you are not experiencing. The joy you experience in the choir is nothing. It's the joy that comes with tasting. Tasting. But there is a dimension that goes beyond what? Tasting. Do you get it? Yeah. There's a dimension that goes beyond tasting. And it's nothing compared to being a partaker. Because Jonathan only tasted. He said, because I tasted what? A little of this honey. So Jonathan was supposed to die, but the people rescued him. You know, they made a case for, for Jonathan, extricated him from the curse and all that. So when you are a taster, you are more of an observer. Right, Ito? You are more of what? An observer. <laughs> you are more of what? 
an observer and a sympathizer than a partaker of the real thing. Many of you seated here, you are sympathizers of my ministry. Nyamai is one. Nyamai sympathizes with my ministry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Some of you are here, but you are not, you are not even a, a sympathizer. <laughs> Do you understand? You are not even a sympathizer. At least a sympathizer is feeling some way. Yeah, you, you don't even know what's, what's happening here. What's happening here? Yeah, you, you don't know what's happening here. You get the point now. When you are a tester, you are an observer or a sympathizer, okay, of uh, something than a partaker of the real thing. Careful. So sometimes, to some extent, like I had a group of people, they were people that you could easily say they were testers. Yes. Because if you are a tester, one of the things is that you get some understanding of the thing. You can even ask questions. And you can even make comments. You understand? You can. Because you are not a pastor today. So what were you? Do you understand? And then you have a, a, a certain understanding enough to make comments. To even make suggestions. You get the point now? But you are not a partaker. When it comes even to the ministry, like my pastors now, when they get ordained, you see that they are also moved from another point to a deeper point. Yes. <laughs> Careful. So, you can see somebody making suggestions. It's not that they, they, they know the, or are fully Partaking of what they should enough that is the reason they are making such a comment or giving such a suggestion or even advising. No. The person has a little information to go along. You get the point now? <laughs> they have what? A little information. And to see what people become with even the tester's level anointing. Is a shocking, yes, it's a shocking thing to see what people become with a little taste. When I sent you to do center, I didn't anoint you with horn and oil, and you were just at a taste level. Charlie, you to go and see if Kayole is sweet. You know the point now, you to go and see if um, um, high rice is sweet. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Just go and see. Just go and test. We were here to usher them into real partakers. So, they get a certain level of understanding. Amen? Yeah? 
Bishop says, in many organizations, there are people who are members of a board that gives non-binding comments, non-binding advice to the real executive management. Do you get it? Yeah, you can be a member of a board, but your, whatever you say is advisory and it's not binding. Yes, but when an executive member says something, it becomes binding. Do you understand? Whatever you say, like in our constitution in Ghana, the constitution uh, of Ghana makes room for the president to choose a group called the Council of Elders. It's called the Council of Elders. Um, they are um, gotten from men of renown who have um, accomplished themselves in business, um, in life, a particular profession. So it can be a renowned surgeon, um, like one uh, member of Council of State. He has an airline. He's also a king, you know. So all those people, because of their varied experience, can give the president counsel. You, you understand? But you see, the thing about the Council of Elders is that they, they can only advise the president, but he can choose to take the advice or not take the advice. And they are paid for being council of elders. Yeah. You get it? Yes. So, you see, even though they are kind of a part of the government, they're not really, you know, whatever they say doesn't, they can't tell parliament what to do just because they are council of elders. Do you understand? Yes. And they don't also attend like cabinet meetings. No, they have their own meetings as to how to advise the president. But that's just it. Do, do you understand? So some of you, like you are in the church, you, you are at a level where you have counsel to give us as to how to grow the choir. <laughs> you know, like you are at a level where you, you want us to sing a particular song from Congo. Because you like the Congo songs. Do you understand? But you see, your comments are non-binding. <laughs> they are non-binding. You see, the people who are the partakers, they say things and it is binding. Yes. Imagine where you are, me and you, we are binding devils. You are speaking, I'm speaking. Some of you, the devils will wonder, what is this one doing? What is this noise this one is making? And somebody else's words are binding devils. Why? Because testers are limited in their reach. Then partakers have a, a, a much more deeper root. So, why am I teaching you what I'm teaching you? A passenger on a ship is a taster of what goes on. You know, these uh, submersible that disappeared and killed, the world had lost, is it five billionaires or four billionaires? One was the son of a billionaire, he's useless. Uh, his father was there. So, not five. So four, the world lost about four billionaires. Like men who have billions, not billions of shillings, billions of dollars. 
You see? Again, like I said at the beginning of the teaching, at a, a day comes when what you have, it, it can't save you. It doesn't matter. Imagine that billionaires could not buy air to survive. The one that you are, we are breathing up here free, they were put in a situation if they called their banker. In fact, they couldn't call their banker. And their banker was ready to send them billions in the situation they were in. Their billions could not buy them even one more hour of air. If you heard a story and you didn't think deeper, it's because you are still a taster. Yes. Because when we talk of people who have billions, I mean, they can buy half of a city if they want to. But, you know, I followed the timing of all that. At the time, they said they were left with 80 hours of air. Then it came to 40 hours of air. Assuming they were still in the submersible, you understand. Some of you don't even know what we are talking about. What is this submersible for billionaires? Uh, you know, like I said on, was it yesterday or Tuesday? You don't know what, yesterday, you don't know what is happening in the world. <laughs> you understand? Yeah, you are just, you, you only think of what is happening in Kibra. <laughs> you know? Then it came down to another few hours. You know, they were calculating the amount of air that the five people will, are living on. Then after a certain point, ah, it was Quisha. Yes, they, they were going to go, you know. And what is, is it money itself? I don't know if it makes you have a sense of adventure. I don't know because I've not had that kind of money. But you see, they wanted to go to where um, how many people drowned many years ago. And let me tell you this. For those of you who are not students of history, when they manufactured the Titanic, the Titanic sailed from Southampton in the UK. That's where it's, it sailed from. And it was so magnificent. At that time, it was the biggest ship in the world, you know. And the captain or the, no, the owner said even God could not drown the Titanic. So, as they were sailing, they had advanced warning that there is a group of icebergs floating on the ocean. And because they had so much faith in what went into the building of the Titanic, the captain ignored the warning. Pay attention to what I'm saying. He ignored the warning. So they sailed on. It was what he assumed was that they would just catch through the iceberg and they're gone. That didn't happen. So they sank in that adventure. These five billionaires, the CEO of the submersible was in the the, the submersible himself. And before they took the journey, they were warned that it was not safe. But the CEO ignored. You see, 
Whether you like it or not, eh, history always repeats itself. So he also ignored the warning. And I mean, these are billionaires. When they tell you shut up, you shut up. What do you have? You know, so he also ignored the warning and they took off. And less than an hour or so after takeoff was when whatever happened, happened. And it, they were gone. You get a point now? I'm talking about those of you who are into ignoring warnings. <laughs> yeah, those of you who are into ignoring cautions. You get a point now? Yeah, so Bishop says, a passenger on a ship is a taster of what goes on on a ship. A captain of a ship is a real partaker of a sailor's job. Yes. When I was younger, I wanted to be a sailor. When I was much, much younger. Yes, I wanted to be a sailor. A sailor with white uniform. Yes. I wanted to be a sailor. Because they used to, a sailor used to come to our house and he, was, he always had money. <laughs> I remember, pa, he always had money. Yes, whenever he sailed and came back, he always had stories to tell of the place. I wanted to be a sailor, but I think it disappeared the moment I, I was given a book to read. Yes, it, the whole thing went. So, the captain of a ship is a real partaker of a sailor's job. Sitting on the outside and passing remarks about the running of a large ship is different from being the captain of the ship. You got a point now. Sitting outside there, passing comment. Why must we have phanerosis? <laughs> you got a point now. Yeah, it's because you see, you are not the captain of the ship. If the captain of the ship says that we must have phanerosis, you that is seated at the fringe of the whole ship, you are passing comments. <laughs> Some of you, let's be honest, you are not even tasters yet. <laughs> yeah, you're not even you're not even involved in like tasting. If the church posts something, you don't comment. You're not yeah, like you are. I don't know why you are here. <laughs> Esther comes after 48 hours if not one week you get the point now Yeah, to take oh my church has posted this I'm a tester let me just operate at test, testers level even operating at testers level Mm-mm. so you see that some of you your comments you see if you get into the real thing you'll see that you, you won't even People make comments about church finances. Eh? All you need to do is, Charlie, come and count church offering. You, you now you keep quiet. Yes. You, in fact, now you see the pastors as magical. After you count offering one month, then you ask, how manage? How manage? But you see, somebody sitting at the periphery, all right, can easily make comment. As for comment, it's so easy to make comment. Come on now. It's so easy to make comment. Yeah. Kenyans don't make comments about um, running because you know it's difficult. But West Africans, all of us are football coaches from West Africa. 
Yes, because almost every West African has played football before. If nothing at all, gutter to gutter, you have played it. Yeah. So when they are on the field, you crit- you see that you are behind your television. You should have passed the boss banner. You should have done this banner. When they put you on the field, you see that Charlie. There's a difference between a taster and a partaker. You see that even running itself, that thing they do within that confine of that field, go here, go here. You see that you can't do it. One day I got bored and after a long time of not exercising, I decided to go to State House Field. You know, I followed my boys to State House Field just to get, after a long time, no activity. I said, "Ah, it's football, we'll play. The small exercise they do before playing. Do you know the small exercise? You do touch here, or then you see them doing like this. (laughs) I couldn't even do it for 30 minutes. But if you are passing by, and then you just see them doing, oh, they are just doing this, and they do this. Ah, these guys, ah, it's... If they put you there, Manze, you cannot do it. You just come in there. Yes. I saw the difference. I saw the difference between being a partaker and a tester. Do you understand? So it's easy to pass comments. It's easy to criticize pastors. I'm telling you. Until you become one. Until you become one. Careful. Are you here or you've gone home? (laughs) Making comments about how things are done is different from being involved in navigating and steering a ship. Some people, when they were not chief of staff, some people, when they were just, they had comments to make. Yes, They even have suggestions to give. And then when they are giving a small group to handle, they realize that, Charlie, you have to prove yourself. Now you are a partaker. Use your own counsel and grow the group and you realize it's not working. (laughs) Is that not why your choir is here to grow? Is that not why your dancing stars isn't growing yet? Because you see that your own suggestion... Is not helping you where you are. Yes. <laughs> like one man who got money after I prayed for him or did deliverance, whichever it was, when he wanted to suggest to me about church finances, how church can make money, he told me he bought a camera. So he was going to give me the camera for church usage. We take photos and then. Sundays they sell it 50 bob, 50 bob, 50 bob so that the church will make money and then I wondered you, I had to pray for you for whatever I was pursuing you to leave can't you use the? didn't you have the camera council you should have used the camera to yes you know, you should, you should have been a photographer if it, if it works so you can see that a lot of times people who are not in the thing the advice they give you is, is um, almost near foolish. Yes. They themselves won't use it. Yes, it can't work. They themselves won't use it. Do you understand? Yeah, they won't use it. You get the point now? So, it's easy to make comments. When somebody is singing, it's easy to say, oh, she bent the song. Oh, You know, that part is sung like this. Yeah, then 
until they give you the microphone. Then you realize, hey. <laughs> you see people dancing, you know. They move. This one is out of sync. Hey, so these guys, they are not in synchrony. I mean, they are not rehearsing enough until you join the dancing stars and you realize that you are the one who is always looking. Hey, movement is here. Hey, movement is here. <laughs> but before that, you had comments about how you don't, they are not, they, 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 should, they are not organized at all. <laughs> you know, somebody, yeah, until you now join the group. You realize that you are worse than anybody you criticize. Yes. You see, that's the difference between a taster and a partaker. Yeah. Everybody has something to tell the president until they themselves become president. Yes. When somebody is ruling about 40 million people, he has to provide water, he has to provide constant Electricity has to prove security. The city has to be safe. One man, do you understand? You can sit in your small Kibra house and insult the president. You know? In here, you guys have quite, I think, um, you're quite, you apply a lot of modicum um, and decency in, um, yes, is a word, you apply a lot of modicum and decency. Um, apart from some um, keyboard warriors, yes, but in West Africa, I, I don't, I don't think East African presidents can endure in West Africa. Uh, they have it too cool. Yes. As for us, in the morning, morning show, morning show, across the nation, there is phone ins. Somebody will call. If you go and see the room, the person is calling to insult the president from. The president is clueless. He has no idea. Go and see where the person is calling from. He has no idea. The thing is, the the president is clueless. He's running the country into the ground. I mean, what kind of a people, you know, we we are endowed with ability to. It can't be easy to be a president in West Africa. I'm telling you, when Buhari handed over, I think he was happy. I think he regretted he he was president of Nigeria for 10 years. I think that's 10 years he would have wished to take back. Yes. When he handed over now, he was passing by the presidential seat. He used his hand and he hit the seat. Yes. He was passing. Yeah, I think he, he was passing by. He saw the seat and he was like, <laughs> he passed by. He, he's like, this seat, what he did to my life. For many years, their president didn't even talk to them. He got tired. They will look, they'll be looking for their president. He won't talk. He won't say anything. Yes. Next, he's, oh, he's flying out to London. He won't even say anything to them from London. He ruled them silently. <laughs> Finished and handed over to another. I don't know. <laughs> this one will be worse. <laughs> this one literally walks in the air. <laughs> It's so easy to say something. You understand? Until you have to rule over a hundred, is it two hundred million people? You get it? People with divergent needs and and wants. Yeah. <laughs> this one, I I don't know. I, this this particular one. 
it won't go well. <clears throat> in fact, there's another one in America also. <laughs> he still says he wants to stand, so <laughs> I don't know. It's not going to go well. Both of them, the one, you know, those are the most populous countries in the world. Both of them have similar presidents. Uh, 200 million people. America is also millions, hundreds of millions. And they all do. They're walking in there. <laughs> you know, when you are falling, you have to ask, am I falling? Because you cannot tell the difference. Hey, <laughs> Jehovah. <laughs> uh, you, you, uh, if, if, if I was you in that place, <laughs> if I was you, <laughs> careful. <laughs> you get a point. So, I want you to become somebody who is a partaker of the ministry. Do you understand? Yeah, this thing of you tasting, you know, just standing at the shorelines, you know, you're not, some of you are even in the ministry groups, and in the ministry groups, you are even at, still at the tasting level of the ministry group. You are not sure you are a dancing star. You're not sure you are a quarry star. You're not sure you are an usher. Like the thing is, within the ministry, when we are now talking of you taste partaking of the ministry, even at the level of the basanta, you are even tasting. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are even tasting. <laughs> I, I mean, it's been one year. Of back and forth with you, back and forth. Today you are in uniform. After two months, you are out of uniform. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's back and forth with you, back and forth with you. Then at one point, you say, oh, I'm going to try my best. You know, I'm, I'm going to try my best. And then you put uniform on for one month. You say, Charlie, this thing is not working. It's, it's, it's not working. It's not working. Sometimes when a ministry group sits down, you can see the testers hovering around the ministry group. Like they sit close by a group that they don't want to belong to and a group that they want to belong to at the same time. I might teach you somebody. They are not sure. <laughs> so you see them hovering close by the ministry group. You get it? Yeah. But I, God wants you to be a partaker. Yeah, he wants you to be a partaker. Imagine if we were created not to eat food, but just taste. Would we ever be satisfied? Nah. Like they cook a whole pot of stew, all you're allowed to do is taste. <laughs> a hot ugali. Do you understand? Piping with vapor and whatever. And you are supposed to just take a tiny bit. So let me see. How and that's all. Don't swallow. Just taste. Don't swallow. Are we ever going to be satisfied? So there is something you are lacking when you are just a taster. Something is lacking. 
I want you to be fully in the ministry group. And then I want you to be fully a partaker of the ministry. You have to decide. I this is my church. I don't know. In fact, some of you, I think you are still trying to wonder where am I? Where am I? I, I think that's also another problem. You don't know where you are. Yeah, you don't know where you are. Wake up and say, This is my church. Is it like me? I don't feel strange. This is where I am. Do you understand? I spent more time here in the last 14 years than I spent in Ghana. This is where I am practically. If God graces me, I'll even build here. Yes, then when I'm going to die, I will it to one of you. Yes, I will it to one of you. But this is where I am. Yes. I like imagine I'm here with a sense of uncertainty. You know, like I'm just tasting the rivers of Babylon. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not I'm drinking the water. Do, do you understand? I'm drinking the water. I'm not tasting it at all. <laughs> I mean, does it take 15 years to taste? No. Some of you, you have been in this church, you enter one department, you taste, you remove, then you move to another department, then you move to another department. And some of you, we still have to find out where you can fit. And we are not sure. Somebody is listening to me. <laughs> you understand? A young man made a girl pregnant. And the girl with his mother went to the boy's house to cause commotion. That's what normally happens in West Africa. So you see that the mother of the girl I, I've never seen that happening here. You know, you're wonderful people. Yeah. Where I come from, your mother will frog march you to the boy's house to create commotion. So the mother frog march the girl to this boy's house. And the boy said, Ah, you too. How can you come here and say that? You're already pregnant. I only did small. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling the mother you're telling the mother of the girl that ah, I mean how can it already be pregnancy, I've not fully like, is it, what he was bemoaning his loss that he was only tasting and the thing brought this it should have been full package full enjoyment <laughs> do you understand, he was just I, I, but you, I was just playing small, and then you have come what of if I was fully but it's too late. <laughs> Careful. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know if they were playing mommy and daddy when it happened. Because he wasn't amused at all. The young, you see, he wasn't even, it wasn't about the pregnancy per se. What was paining him was that he didn't like fully enjoy himself. As the girl's mother was forcing him to take responsibility, his, his only pain was that eye. 
ni kichwa tu <laughs> yeah, the young man was very frustrated yeah. I, I think in, in, uh, with the benefit of anxiety he was more like if I knew you even come with this I would have fully enjoyed myself <laughs> careful yeah. some of you enjoy being in the choir do you understand? Enjoy being a dad. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yes, enjoy it. Either way you are there. So enjoy being a singer. Enjoy being a dancing star. Enjoy it. Enjoy being an usher. Don't do it grudgingly. There is no reward. The pregnancy will come anyway. So enjoy it. Yeah, I, I think I, I like this Fanarosis. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Put you see, put your whole self in the thing. Yes. Stano, don't get ideas. I'm teaching what I'm teaching is not what you are thinking. Stop getting ideas. <laughs> I mean, why be around a group you are not enjoying? <laughs> Enjoy it. When you sit down there as a film star, stop frowning. Enjoy being a film star. Enjoy being a dancing star. Enjoy being an usher. Usher the people of God with gladness and joy. That is where the blessing is. That's where the blessing is. Usher them with joy. Be happy you are greeting them. You may not like them, but let the joy of the Lord cause you to love them and welcome them. Hug them if you have to. But you see, whatever you do, enjoy the service. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Some of you, when we see you in the ministry groups, you look like maltreated Wives. <laughs> yeah. Like I've been I've been praying for how long that my dancing stars will be dancing and smiling. You know, like is there some forget they, they are just them their real self when they start dancing. It's not something they even remember anymore. Yes. Enjoy the thing. Are you listening to me at all? So, are you a taster of the ministry? Go with me to Exodus 16, 31. Then I'm going to show you a few things about tasters and then we close, alright? Exodus 16, 31. And the house of Israel called the name thereof Mana. Exodus 16, 31. And the house of Israel called the name thereof Mana. And it was like a coriander seed, white. And look at it. And the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. Yes. One day I preached on the manna. I don't know. The bread of life. I don't know if you still have that message. You should have it. Yes. I spoke about some mysteries concerning the manna. Yes. It was wonderful. See, people still remember the message. You get the point now. <laughs> Titus, I was a preacher. Now I'm a teacher. And I enjoy both. When I used to preach, 
I enjoyed preaching. Yes. And now I'm teaching. I enjoy teaching. I'm not, I'm not testing whether the teaching is good for me or I am fully in it. Yes. Yeah. I have a certain character and you need that character if you're going to succeed. How to be fully immersed into anything you're doing. I don't know how to be into something half-hearted. Nah. Nah. Half-hearted. Nah. Yes. You know, some of you have divided certain activities of your life into serious and unserious. <laughs> you understand? You have like, you've divided certain activities of, into serious and unserious. Yeah. Like shower is unserious. <laughs> like shower is optional. Do you understand? Yeah. Maybe school is serious. Shower is unserious. I got a point now. Yeah, like you've did. For me, everything is serious. Yeah, everything is serious. Yes. Once in a while, if you're very close to me, once in a very long time, you know, depending on your level of proximity, you see me let my guards down. You know, you you see once in a while. But for me, everything is serious. Yeah, everything is serious. It gets very intense in my life. Do you understand? Yeah. Even when you're dreaming, it should be serious. <laughs> Do you get it? Not, you shouldn't even be having a dream and it's a joke. No, it should be serious. <laughs> How do you become successful? How do you? I'm telling you, you have to be immersed into everything. Yeah. Don't do anything half-heartedly. No, 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 no. 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 Are you listening to me at all? Yeah. Wear that tie as an usher like you are a bank manager. Respect your office. You know, Bishop's Church There is a department which we don't have yet, but one, one day we'll have the traffic control unit or department or ministry. When you enter the, their churches, you see a huge parking. And then you see people in reflectors, you know, traffic control, and they are directing you park here, you know, and they take whatever they are doing seriously. If you are a novice, you can easily disregard the person that has, oh, come, 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 park here. And then they, if you can't park, they help you park. If you are also somebody and your penya penya car has got into your head, you may even say, oh, direct me well. You see, be careful how you talk to people just before, because you find them in a very demeaning work like you came here then i'm cleaning you don't know the past i'm cleaning the washroom you can say boy please get that let me use the uh, you uh, you may not know who you're talking to you understand people make such mistakes you'll be so i I think i was telling the pastors you'll be surprised that now church is over those people have directed traffic they pack people's cars everything then the person removes the reflector 
and walks to his car and he's not Toyota. He's a machine. So as you are, maybe as you are driving by, you say, hey, the guy is entering a Range Rover. He's entering a V8. And yet when he was directing you, eh, we should have this unit soon. Say amen. You were thinking the person is useless. And the reason is because you saw somebody dedicated in what they are called to do. Sometimes they, they are irritated. You see somebody by the washroom door, you know, and the person is giving you maybe tissue or cleaning the floor. The, hey, you, you'll be, everything is done and then you see the person walk into a Mercedes. You know what I'm telling you doesn't really gel with you because you, you know that with your Mercedes, you can't be found there. When you see them sitting there, they don't have Mercedes. And I've not mentioned people's names. They understand. Yes. So around at this side, it is like, it is, it is people who have nothing doing. That cleans the church. That are the toilets and all that. Somewhere else, somebody may even did it before they got the Mercedes. And are doing it with the Mercedes. And I'm not talking about C200 or what Mercedes. I'm talking about real Mercedes machines. Huh. Yes. Huh. Do you understand? Yeah. You came even with your matatu, you see the traffic controller is there. Hey, oh boy, how are you? When the person closes and removes the reflector to hang on his car seat to drive off, you realize that I'm a big man. There's a song that says, Jesus, na big man. Jesus, na big man. Who no know I'm called I'm small boy. Jesus, na big man. Do you know what it means? Jesus is a big man. The one who doesn't know him calls him small boy. Yes. So there are people who are big. It's you calling them small because you don't know them. Jesus, na big man. Who no know I'm called I'm small boy. You see somebody with camera flashing tra, 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 in the chair. Tra, 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 tra. It's a camera move. The person is a CEO, an executive. Here, I don't know where pride comes from for some people. That's what we say is idiopathic. Because we can't really, we can't really tell Jane why you are proud. Like the source of the pride, we can't tell. <laughs> you know the point now. <laughs> social media has made you CEO. Everybody on social media is CEO. You go to their bio, CEO, Mfongani company limited. The person has absolutely nothing. <laughs> so, the thing looked some way, but it tasted. Maybe you are wondering what I'm telling you. It's because the people look some way, but the reality is that they are different. Yes. It was like coriander seed. White. 
Do you know coriander seed? Some of you have never cooked with coriander before. So you're wondering, what is he talking about? <laughs> Jania. Dania. DH. Dania. Yes. Yes. <laughs> White. Then he says, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. Now, all of you here, please listen to me. Disregard the nonsense some wicked people fed you with about ministry. Disregard it. If I tell you the extent of their wickedness, some of the people who fed you with poison, so you don't come close to the ministry, they were envious of what you could become and what you could do. Yes, if you don't believe witches are in the church, me, I've encountered them. Come and ask me their name and I'll mention it. Yes. They know that if you come and you become a shepherd, some people are loved by the pastors. They don't want you to come and also be loved. Oh yeah. I have noticed how in the church, I only have to mention, oh, Oh, I like Mandela only for Mandela to have enemies. He didn't even create for himself. Yeah. And enemies from where? From somebody who is already liked. Hey, Mandela is coming to take my place. Uh, uh, straight away, their machinery, their sabotage machineries move into place to make sure that he's never liked. And you should ask yourself, why is this so? If they stand nothing to benefit. So disregard, disregard the nonsense they fed you. Some of you are seated here. The reason why I'm teaching you, look at me, is this way. is because you have been fed with nonsense by wicked people. They've told you I'm a difficult man. They told you I'm a no-nonsense. I am the coolest dude on the block. (laughs) They know it. They know it. They don't want you. Let me tell you something. Many people here behave like jealous wives. Yes. Yes. They know I'm the coolest. If you ask them who is the coolest dude, they'll say apostle, the apostle. Yes. But when they want to shift you far away, they'll say, hey, that man. Don't try him. Can you? Hey, stay far. Stay far. So some of you, you are seated here and you are afraid of me. Meanwhile, you don't know I'm the coolest dude. I'm like, I'm like pina colada. <laughs> they lie to you. Yes. Mama lied to you. You see, we always say mama lied to you because women lie to their children. Yeah. Mama lied to you. Yeah, your dad was the coolest guy. Mama lied. Yes. Yeah. Mama lied. <laughs> the same people won't tell you that they, they stay in my house. I cook for them. How can a lion cook for a, a goat or a sheep? I cook for them. I serve them. They sit down. I put glass on their table. Do I look that frightening? You are eating a frightening man's food. I won't tell you. I'm, I'm, I'm pina colada. They don't tell you. 
So, brothers and sisters, we must disregard some some stories. <laughs> Since the owner is not interested, and me, I'm, I like what I'm seeing today. Don't come for it, Nyangu. If you wanted it, you wouldn't have. Let me get my head size. Hey. Dante and I walking with this, with this, with this. Uh huh. My God. Uh-huh. The cup is capping. <laughs> Don't say it's my own. No. Don't come for it. <laughs> is it for the white man? <laughs> the white man's head is very small. <laughs> hey. The way I am enjoying my new cup, you want to come for it. Avina, what do we do? What do we do? I just should surrender this. Yeah. That thing is tapping for me. Uh, white man, you want it? You, you want it? Are you sure you want it? I'm being given a new one. <laughs> The cup is cupping. This is the, the funnest cup I've seen them wear. This cup is cupping. Yes. It's a cupping cup. My head is big, oh. It's big, it's big for a reason. <laughs> My head is big for a reason. Yeah, it's cupping. I like the cupping. Next Sunday, I should come with jeans and this cup. I just wear jeans and this cup. You got a point now. <laughs> it's a gene Sunday, eh? Hey, wahala. <laughs> hey. Okay, 14, thank you. Come for it. Don't worry, I'll get my own. <laughs> Beautiful. So, disregard the nonsense they fed you with. Do you understand? And it was fed to you by wicked people. Some people, after they get to talk to me, they wonder, I? Ah, that's not what I heard. Can't be. Yeah? I'm very, very cool. Yes. Oh, you've not received your cup? Uh, yeah, it's there. White man, you can sit down now. <laughs> Careful. So, we have to move from tasters. To some, so let me give you one or two things about a taster. Number one, a taster is a person who has had a little experience of ministry. They are here. A taster is a person who has had a little, say a little, experience of what? Ministry. They formed a WhatsApp group and they made you the admin of the WhatsApp group and you are to be posting announcements. A little taste <laughs> of the ministry. A little taste. <laughs> a little taste of what? The ministry. 
Some people had a little taste of center. And they developed wings like the wings of the eagle. You know? And they developed the pride of a lion. So, it's a little experience. At the time, you're no more like someone who is having little experience is like for the pastors when they now have to pastor branches. Yeah. <laughs> Careful. Number two, a taster is a person who has seen a little bit of ministry. Just seen. Walking around here seeing apostles doing ministry. You have just seen. That's a taster. He has seen a little bit of what? Ministry. So under that bishop says, for example, ministering in your own country will give you only a small taste of ministry. When you travel to other countries, you will discover other dimensions of ministry that you did not know before. When I travel and I came here, before I came, I had a taste of my country and ministry. Then when I came here, I saw that the ministry has dimensions. (laughs) You get a point now? Yeah. So you can be limited by where you are. Yes. Or let's say your ministry is in Eldoret. And then until you leave Eldoret and you come to Nairobi to pastor a church. And then you see that it has dimensions. Or like you live here and you go to South Africa to do the ministry. Like you are doing center. From center work. Where you are posted to Tanzania. Then you see that there are dimensions of the work. Yeah. But when you are in your small center, do you get it? You are seeing just a bit of ministry. Yeah. When my pastors never went out, they saw a bit of the ministry. Then when they went out, they saw dimensions of the ministry. Yes. Huh. You get the point now? Yeah. When you are a backup singer, you are seeing a bit of the ministry. Until you are giving microphone. Now lead. And then you are seeing that there are dimensions to the thing. (laughs) Are you here? Number three. A tester is a person who has sampled the ministry. Former uh, uh, center of ACS. They have sampled the ministry. Do you know sampling? They have what? Sampled. I was very surprised when Pastor Edwin told me that there is a profession for tasting wine. Even tea and coffee. I think that's why you have, you have been deceived to not go deeper. Because you think that you can make a profession from tasting. (laughs) I didn't know. I didn't know. 
Yeah. Somebody tastes wine, you know, and he's paid for it. Yeah. Or they taste, now you say coffee, right? Or tea. And get, give, and it's, it's a big time whatever, isn't it? Yeah. You should be able to tell from just tasting. Wow. The fruits that are in the wine, just by tasting, you should say, oh, it has this, it has this in the wine, it has that, and this is likely three years old. The, the name of the grapes, you should, just from tasting. Wow. <laughs> he has sampled the ministry of tasting. <laughs> He's not a novice. Oh, an aspiring tester. So you, you are, are, you, are they trained to know all that? Yeah. So that they, that means you must have a very sharp memory. You should never forget either a smell or a taste of something ever. It should just register, you put it there. If it tastes like this, then it's 1997. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Food. Before you, they, they taste it. Wow. Also, it, cl- it clears your palate for the embodiment. It's called the chai. Not a novice. Not a novice. Not a novice. Here, I'm a novice, but not a novice. You get the point now? Yeah. So, you see, some people have only sampled, and they don't drink the thing, like, like drink one glass. Do, do you understand? Like drink one glass. They just, it's, it's a small thing in the glass, and then they taste, and it settles there. That's it. Now, you, you have not drank the ministry. You have just sampled it. They sampled it and today they are gallivanting as generals and women of God and men of God. Or Tumishi. They sampled it. They, they don't even come to church anymore. Yeah, they have sampled the ministry. You see, those are the dangerous people nobody should ever meet in their life. Because what you are about to encounter is a half-baked person. There's nobody as dangerous as somebody who is half-baked. Yes. They sample just a ministry. Some people even hanged around just to study what we were doing because they, they had a promise of marrying a bishop, you know, <laughs> so they can tell the bishop this is how it's done. Yeah. They sampled the ministry. The person, they say, let's, let's call a spade a spade. You are dangerous to anybody that encounters you. Woe betides a new Christian who meets you. You are meeting some people who have cast away their faith. So Paul told Timothy, by what they have done, they have also shipwrecked the faith of other people. It's hot. If you're baking bread, baking cake, would you want 
a cake that is thoroughly baked or you want a cake that was put in the oven five minutes ago, me, I'm hungry. Which one would you want to eat? A thoroughly baked cake. Yes. Yes. Some people waited only to sample the ministry and to be called pastor. Ah, Nainda. Nainda. That's it. So the person has only done what? Sampled the ministry. (laughs) You get it? It is a privilege, pay attention to this. To be a pastor is pay attention of a church. Being a pastor of a small church makes you a taster of pastoral work. When your church has not grown beyond a hundred members, you are simply a taster of the pastoral ministry. It will taste like the wafers of honey and you will have a sense of what ministry is like. I can tell you it is more thrilling to be a pastor of a large congregation than a pastor of a small congregation. And that's the truth. That's the truth. That's why when you're a pastor, you always have, when, like I'm teaching you now, my mind is not that I'm teaching a few of you. I see a bigger church. Because that's where the thrill is. That the message is heard by hundreds and hundreds. You got a point now? One day I transferred a pastor of a small congregation to a much larger church. He was thrilled as he had the opportunity to preach to many more people. Yes. People who should have helped us grow bigger branches conspired to kill the branches. What a difference it was for him to see people responding in large numbers to his powerful teachings. I've been a pastor of many little groups. For many years, I've had the privilege of talking to 20 people, 40 people, 60 people. I don't know how many of us are here. But it's like supposed to be a smaller group of the church. You get it? I was so excited when our church crossed the 70 mark. Yes. If you have been around ministries for a while, you see that when you cross 50, it's, 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 it's like, hey. <laughs> then when you reach 70... Yeah. There was a time my pastors this swollen Sunday, some reported 80, they were happy. In my head, I said, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> the biggest church I ever preached in was in Benin City. It had thousands of people, floors up there. And it was a mistake. Uh, it was a, it's not a mistake. It was like, it wasn't a, a scheduled meeting as part of my itinerary, you know, we just happened, I went with a prophet friend of mine to just visit a superintendent. So we're just talking away from myself. I'm from Ghana, but I'm big. So, um, can you pass by today? Just 20 minutes. He just told me 20 minutes. I said, why not? Me, I'm already preacher. Why not? You know, they were having a, a meeting almost 
all their churches had gathered, you know. He said, just come and shake the place for 20 minutes. I said, they they were having a convention and it was boring. You know, all the speakers who came were boring. So when when I went to the place, there were thousands of pastors, thousands of pastors. Yeah, pastors. Guarded with their people, thousands of pastors. And then I gave I was given 20 minutes. And in the 20 minutes, the whole place came to life. The whole place came to life. It wasn't like I was going to preach to get money. No. It was just I was passing by. So come in, you know, bring us some something hot just for 20 minutes. And I came. So me, I, I, and I, I, in that twenty minutes, the, I made sure the whole church was standing, and people were bringing money to the altar from a boring convention or conference or whatever. To the place has come alive. Yes. <laughs> and then I made and occasions like that. If you're a ministry, learn never go beyond allocated time yes you would have missed because you see people are standing you know you are like yeah they, no <laughs> you are not feeling benze benze no obey the person who put the microphone in your hand he said 20 minutes keep it at 20 minutes that's what ministerial experience will teach you so I, I made sure I delivered hot 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 20 minutes and then I gave him the microphone Exactly at that time. And then I went to my hotel. The whole superintendent came to see me at the hotel. He said, since you came, my people are asking me, Why, where have I been hiding you? So please come again tomorrow. But if I had done the one hour, in disregard to the instruction, I wouldn't have gotten. So even though I was not scheduled to be there, room was made for me. And for me also, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd flown from Kenya with my small church to Ghana and to Benin City to, to, to minister. So, I, from a small, and I saw the crowd. Oh, all my anointing came. All the anointing came. There's something that happens when you see the crowd. Yes. In the scripture you forgot to quote, two years ago will come. To just come. Yeah. <laughs> to just come. <laughs> I get a point. Ah, the next day I went and I delivered powerfully. And then the superintendent told me, he said, All our churches are, the doors to all of our churches are open unto you. Yeah. And when he said that, he means it. It means I could just walk into the city and I go and see him and he'll call pastors. So host him. Yeah. They had that much power. They are not like pastors around here. So my friend has come to town to host him. No, not this church. This church is small. Hey, I was that small. You are looking. Yes, that's me. (laughs) 
Hey! <laughs> That's me. It's me. You can't believe it's me. Yes, I also had six parts before. <laughs> you can't believe it's me. It's me. Who do you think it is? <laughs> I look like Oana. Put, put that picture back. <laughs> do I look like Oana? <laughs> no. I, by this time, I had started a ministry in Kenya. Yes. I, kept, I, I used to leave the church and go and preach. This, I, this was another one of my itinerary missions. <laughs> Titus is comforting himself. <laughs> this is the church I preach in. And when I finished and I went to the bishop's office, they asked me, what would you drink? We have malt, we have wine, we have um, Coca-Cola. Yes, I was offered wine and all. This was the church. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was surprised. Yeah, but this I started a church in Kenya. It was one of my missionary trips, uh, itinerary trips, yeah. <laughs> Careful. Because I had to go preach, get, collect money, you know. I, I mean, the church was giving me nothing. You understand? Yeah. Like when I finish, then I move to another church. I finish from there, I go to another church. It, it wasn't like. Um, Yes, it was labor intensive. Yes. Sometimes you have to drink hot concussions of ginger, lemon to just, because the itinerary is one month, one and a half month, back to back, back to back, back to back. <laughs> I'm sure they are looking for something else. They, they, whatever you are looking for, you'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one's a, a video. Yeah. You know, so it's one, and then when the ministry grows, it's you see what we are saying for pastors is also true of you. A lot of you are not happy in your choir because it's a, an omena. No, is it omena? No, we need omena choir now. But what you have is a, um. You, you have, um, you have um, um, whales in the choir. You see, whales. You can't have hundreds of them. So it's a, whale, it's a whaleish choir. You can only have few. But if you have choir members like Omena, favor as you stand and you are the leader of a choir of 400 people. You will see that even your singing goes to another level. As much as it is true for pastors, it is also true for you. You see, these dancing stars, they are not thrilled. If they were 200 people, you are also thrilled that I'm a member of this group. 
It is wickedness that makes the members of the group want to keep the group to these small white angels. You understand? Small white angels. But it should be an army of angels. Do you get it? When the, this white you wore today, if you stood here, if you stood here, I told you they'll find it, whatever they're looking for. If you stood here and you were hundreds in white, do you understand? Hundreds in white. You see that even the place looks electrified. How many floors are those? There's ground floor, one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> that, the anointing comes. That's me. Oh. You will not recognize me. And I started a church in Kenya at that time. <laughs> you get it? So there should be an army of a choir, favor, an army of what? Dancing stars. Imagine if they filled here the dancing stars. Hey, landlord, so we have been here. The building is shaking. Now all of them dance. They shake. The, the nothing is shaking. <laughs> so every ministry group member, Amos, you must make it an aim that you will bear fruit, even if not into the choir, into the church. In fact, let me say this to you, and I don't know if I like the next point. Um, okay, I can combine the next point, number four. A tester is a person who has had a brief encounter with ministry. <laughs> brief. Some people have been briefed. See, some of the people I, I refer to, they managed to sneak into the basantes. I get the point now. Yeah, they managed to sneak into the basantes. But the reality is that they had a brief encounter with the ministry. Yes. I mean, you were, you were what, for how long? A year, two? Yeah, a brief encounter and you already got tired and you you resigned by belligerence and incorrigibility yes you use belligerence and incorrigibility to mark your way your exit out of the ministry it was a brief encounter yes these days people don't resign because they know that they'll say he resigned so what they do is they make you fire them. You get the point now, yeah? They'll make you, they'll put you in a position where you fire them. Then you so. I was interested, but he fired me. Yeah? He fired me. You get the point now? Yeah? <laughs> Bishop says, I remember standing in the Olympic Stadium in Seoul, Korea, preaching to a hundred thousand people. A hundred thousand. Forget Nyayo Stadium. A hundred thousand people. What a privilege it was to enjoy and partake of a higher level of what? Ministry. 
Amen. Now, under a brief encounter, Bishop said, if you have been in full-time ministry for just two or three years, you have had a brief encounter with real ministry. <laughs> two or three years. You have had what? A brief encounter. You need to stay in the ministry for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years and more. I am doing 20 years and more. You came the other day. You already tired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing 20 years. Soon I'll, I'll do 30 years in ministry. So now do 30 years. What, what? You just came the other day. How, how is it that you're already tired? You just sang in the choir twice. Now when they te- call you, you say, don't, I, don't, you are bothering me. Don't, I, I feel bothered. Some of you have been sung in the choir for more than six months. You already take sabbaticals. You disappear and you appear when you want. Hey. To consistently do something for 10 years, it makes you a professional. Yes, it makes you, you are no longer a tester. Do you understand? You become an authority. Do you get it? Me, I'm an authority in the ministry. Yes, I'm an authority. Because I've done over 20 something years in the ministry. That's somebody's age. Ben, say, how old are you? When I talk, he has to say, yes, sir, 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 sir. Yes, sir, sir, sir. <laughs> because I've done more than 22 years in the ministry. When I was evangelizing, his father was now trying to locate his mother. The thing is mysterious. And he hadn't found her yet. Do you understand? It had to take him many more years to now find the mother. And then another year to toast the mother. <laughs> you get the point now? Yeah. So he, he should see me as a man who is an authority in what I am saying. He can't doubt what I'm saying. When I've been saying it for 22 years, more than 22 years. When they gave birth to him, he was saying, yeah, I was saying, open your Bible to Psalm 45. <laughs> when he was doing, man, he wants milk. How do they cry? I was saying, I was casting out devils. <laughs> you got a point now? So the choir has, every member of the choir must now enter fruitfulness. Yes, because then you will be by that becoming a partaker of the ministry and not a taster. Yes. If you're in the dancing stars, wind souls into the dancing stars. And I'm not talking about deep sea fishing. Yes, I'm talking about your level of fruitfulness. It is what will move you from this tasting ministry to what? A partaker. You are part of the vision. And the ministry groups in the church must be part of the ministry. 
Yes. It's not like there is you, then there is now the pastors. No. All things work together. Do you understand? For the good, everything must be working together. Glory to God. It is nice that you have started out and have spent two years of your life working in the ministry. Mandela. But that is just a brief encounter. Many things happen as time goes by. Watch this. In a brief encounter, you will not be offended. (laughs) In a brief encounter. Some of the people who have walked away is because they've been around long enough. Do you get it? In a brief encounter, you will not be offended. As the years go by, you will definitely be offended. So as the years go by, I have observed people getting offended. Do you get it? Yeah. Jesus predicted that offenses will come. This means that it is a matter of time until you are hurt by something. Do you get it? You'll be hurt in a choir after five years. You'll be hurt in a dancing star. That's why, you see, instead of being a taster hanging around the periphery of the choir or of the dancing stars, go deeper. Yes, go deeper. Become a partaker. Is somebody listening to me? Why are offenses necessary? Because they mature you and they baptize you into the realities that exist in this world. When you are grown, you just realize that, Charlie, offenses are part of growing up. Yeah. Some of you, as you mature, you see that people are offending you, and then you don't have the energy to be angry anymore. (laughs) I don't have the energy to be angry anymore. Yeah, I think my pastors get surprised. They, I think they expect that I'll be angry at some things. I don't get angry anymore. Yeah, I watch. Hmm? I watch. I don't like ma- it will mature you. Do, do you get it? It will mature you. <laughs> oh. When you become a partaker of the ministry, you will partake of the hurt and the offenses that characterize real ministry. Some of you are keeping away because you don't want to be partakers of the hurts and the offenses. Yeah. That's why even if you are in an ashes group and a leader is smashing somebody, you want to keep far away. You don't, you don't want to say, you know, my brother, our leader is just trying to, oh, you know, the choir leader, choir members, let's shape up. Some of you are in WhatsApp groups and you don't talk. You don't want to be broiled, like, be broiled into anything. You know, I, I see a culture that says, Charlie, just be quiet and don't, don't, don't talk. You are not a partaker. You're not a partaker. And every ministry requires people that are in need, involved in it. Yes. If you have a desire that we should build this church, if you have a desire that this church should be on television, there's nothing we can't do. Nothing that we can't do. Are you listening to me? Huh? Nothing that we can't do. 
So, one of the things I'm trying to share with you in these phanaroses is that let's go beyond the tasting point and become involved. Do you understand? Not just brief acquaintances, brief interactions, you know, uh, um, sampling of anything, like jump into the water. When I'm baptizing people, I don't baptize them halfway. Have you seen me baptizing half people? Even small fortune, I had to dip, take his whole body and dip him into the water. Because if he doesn't fully get into the water, he's not baptized. So as the water was helping, he was floating. The water, he was too light. He was floating. I had to push him inside the water. You see, that is what it takes. You have to be fully immersed into the water. And Christianity is not for people who are bystanders. It's for people who are involved in it. Is that him? No, this is a bigger bodied person. Is that Ezekiel? Okay. Normally when I baptize them, I don't see them. They fly away. <laughs> they normally, I don't, you don't even see them. Yeah. So, you see, you must be fully immersed in the thing. And you see that you yourself, you see, why are the ashes not growing? It won't be the, the problem of the leader alone. It will suddenly be you, the person in the group. You worry about it. Sunday, we sang and we were 15. Next Sunday, we sang, we were 15. If you are involved... Do you understand? It will start worrying you. Not just the leader. It will worry you. Are you listening to me? So brothers and sisters, I think and I believe strongly that God wants us to move from the tasting. Eat it now. Digest it. Do you get it? And be fully um, into the work that God has called us. Believe you me. You don't have to be called a shepherd to be a partaker of the ministry. Yeah, neither do you have to be called a pastor to be called a pa- to be a partaker of the ministry. Yes, wherever you are, I want you to be fully involved. Be involved to see the choir grow. Be involved to see the dancing stars grow. Get involved to see the ashes. We should have ashes that even line up now, like from this corner. Just waiting for anybody to show that looks like they are going to Love Springs. Yes. Because if they are growing, we should find work for them. You got a point now? Yeah. Be involved in wanting to see the film stars grow. Yeah. And I believe it's a blessing. Please be on your feet. Lift your two hands. I want you to pray for the spirit of commitment, the spirit of constancy, the spirit of faithfulness, the spirit of dependability, 
lift your voice. Pray for the spirit of commitment. Ask the Lord to give you the spirit of commitment. The spirit of commitment. The spirit of commitment. It is what will cause you to be fully immersed, to be fully into the ministry, all aspects of the ministry. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Child of God, lift your voice. Pray for yourself. In the Koparia Kariada, the spirit of commitment, O Lord, the spirit of commitment, O Lord, Elato Pada Barabe, Erada Zumbra Geterebelebe, Erada Paya, Erabadabarabarabarabaraba, Eatagazeto Zumbra, Eraparia Ambelebelebalaba, the spirit of commitment, Lord, Eclados, 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 Mandabaya, Erabarabaraba, Spirit of God, help us, help us to be committed, Lord, help us to be committed, Lord, the spirit of commitment, pray for it, pray for the spirit of commitment, Yabalika Bola Bazuza Bare, Eremaradala, Madabalama, Mama, Araka Zambra, Karia Bagrede, Erobarede, Lemazina, Lekato, Ibande, Lepasembarabalaba, Ayandala, Baya, Parea, Bariaba, Imbraduaba. Rada Rabaza Marabarabalaba, Rabaso Pele Peleba, Rabaya Talabata Kapaya, Eranda Laba Zambla Kazumblaba, Rebele Kapaya Baba, Elumbra Dolia Paya Dale, Raza Kazabalaba, Raparia Cabrahanda Rebe, Raderebezia Kabolovo, Ayanda Balebala Balabalabaya, Ebaba Nabakaba. Beaba, Arazambra, Caria, Beaba, Imbatua, Barret, Diriadai, Deriandai, 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 Braga Zumbarabarabaraba, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are empowering us. To serve you better and to serve you in dimensions pleasing to you. We've been at the ankle level, at the knee level, at the waist level, and you want the oil. 
to be something we swim in. Reaching to the head. Thank you, Lord, that right in this place are people that will take and partake of the ministry. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are doing a work that is beautiful with us. Thank you for causing us to even stand up until this point. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the Word of God preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw. Do join either of our services at Love Springs International Church Headquarters this and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.